I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. This is not a bonus episode. This is the new Shameless Sex we are now doing two episodes a week. We are coming at you two episodes a week. We know you all need it. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now in the world, and we're here to bring you a little bit more certainty that you will get double the shameless sex. There's two of us. There's two episodes a week starting meow. Starting right meow. And uh, what that means is a lot of these episodes will now have more sex questions answered. Um, this one is not that. This one is an awesome episode with Kyle Tierman of the Kyle Tierman show. He has been on our podcast multiple times, but never with April there. And I have to tell you, it's way better with April there. It's more fun, playful and informative. And, um, and Kyle's an awesome interviewer and just, a he's just a smart, he's, he's I, a what I call him, I call yeah. him, I was like, you're like a, a brilliant, nerdy, big wave surfer. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Because there's, he doesn't fit into any category. He covers a lot yeah. of different categories. But he has really deep, insightful questions. We talk a lot about what's going on right now in the world. A lot of what ifs, like these outcomes of what could happen. We talk about like turning back into this non-monogamous utopian community world. Um, also some dark stuff brought to you, yours truly, Amy, because I was in, the, in more of the darkness on that show. And now I'm in the darkness on this so, recording. Well, April saw some videos of um, a lot of military trucks being brought into Chicago where you have family. Yeah. So that's really scary. And I just want to acknowledge it's scary times. You know, it's it's a and it's a it's a time where there's a lot of feels happening, and they're they, you know what the, what's interesting about all these feels, they're changing like every minute. At every, least in my world, there's no stability right now yeah. for anyone. It's 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 emotionally unstable. It's uncertain with our our paychecks, right? Yeah. And and people need to eat, and people need to pay their bills, and I think that some countries are handling it. Well, I don't know how ours will handle it. It's just too soon to tell. Yeah. Um, so I just, I want everyone to know that we love you. Yeah. And we love you. We're happy to be doing this and having more episodes. And if you are on some sort of lockdown, hopefully they don't take down the radio waves and we can continue to um, entertain you and love you from afar and, um, yeah, and bring you joy. And, you know, now, right now, is a time where pleasure, I, I mean, it might be hard to find your normal everyday pleasure when you're in all this anxiety right. or we, you can't go places. Um, and we say this, I think in this episode, probably the last one too, like start masturbating more. <laughs> start, start having more self-pleasure. I think that's my problem right now. I haven't With masturbated that. in... A while. I mean, I know like sex drive can be down when things are really stressful too. And like there is such thing as just like therapeutic masturbation to like not just rub one out. You can still take your time. But as a means of doing self-care, even if you're not really fully feeling it, it can really change your overall energy. There's a lot of endorphins that come from that. Yeah. So it might be something. Don't force it upon yourself. But just as a practice, if you're like, I'm not feeling very much in my body. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm not, I'm feeling kind of down. It might be a time to take that step for Although some sensual self-care. people that aren't used to working from 
from home. I just saw this really funny video that was sent to uh, the Hot Octopus group, you know, team message. And it was these uh, this couple talking to this this guy and he was like newly working from home and he's like, did you get over the wanking stage yet? And the guy was like, excuse me? What's the wanking and then stage? the wives had left and he came back. He's like, when does it stop? I just, I'm not productive because I've just been watching porn and wanking. <laughs> and he's like, it'll get better. It'll get better. Because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're at home and you're probably like all private. You're like, what's going on on, on the porn circuit yeah. right now? And then you close just, some deals all of a sudden yeah, and you're, you're just like, watching porn again. So it could go one of two directions. Yeah. I don't know where people are at. It's it all a, balance. Everything Yes. Is balance and you don't want to be out of balance with with lacking the self-pleasure and the self-care you also don't want to go like full force and just dive into it non-stop <laughs> like, i can't stop wanking my productivity is low i just burn my but my off. pleasure is high yeah, yeah. My so, is gone. just a thought for you all out there that perhaps yeah. are experiencing more pleasure yeah uh yeah we just have to it's a time of balance and it's a time that laughter is priceless and yeah. it is the best medicine mm-hmm. pleasure is a, a that is feeling pleasure, in my opinion. Laughter is yeah. wonderful. So yeah, find ways to still find pleasure. And speaking of that, let's talk about pure pleasure. So I, y'all know I own a sex shop with my mom. We uh, are online, and we are not closed down. I think if Amazon, there's only the essential products that they're still shipping. I don't know if vibrators are included in that. I think they should be, but I kind of doubt it. They are but in sexual health and wellness. Maybe they are still included in there. Then, but still, you should still go <laughs> with the little guys, also known as pure pleasure. And uh, if you are interested in amping up your pleasure. Because also, who knows when it's, I don't know, is shipping ever going to close down? I'm not sure. So get them while you can. Um, and Pure Pleasure has all kinds of awesome products. So go to purepleasureshop.com. You all get 15% off of coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. Um, April and I have our go-to vibrators that we wand. love. Magic Wand, the Digit Finger Vibe is awesome. Mm, yeah, well, mag- yeah, Magic Wand if you want power. Digit Finger Vibe if you want something like compact, but still still powerful. Still powerful. Compact, that it's like a, and it's good for couples play. Um, also, I am a huge fan of the Womanizer products that kind of suction your clit. It's true. Love them. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of those. Now's the time to just invest in yourself. Yeah. Go take care of yourself and take care of my mom. Um, and well, and me too, but you know, mother daughter business. And, um, and then lastly, one of the essentials lube is always an essential. I know that when I'm out of lube, I'm like, fuck. Especially that moment yeah. when I need it. And, um, and you know, an Uber Lube actually is considered a medical device. So you will forever be able to order uh, Uber Lube. And we are huge fans. Um, and so Uber Lube was one of our favorites and beloved sponsors. Um, so go to uberlube.com and our listeners get 10% off and free shipping with coupon code Shameless Sex as well. Um, so stick with your essentials and support the little, the little guys, Stock little up. humans. Yeah. And yeah, when we're here, we're here for you all. And we, and we're excited to dive into more sex questions in future episodes. Um, this and, episode's pretty long, so yeah. we we're just going to intro it up and dive in and dive in and wish everybody just health, yes, happiness. Yeah, hug people that you don't normally hug that are in your social circle that you're don't hug not, strangers. Yeah, don't hug the strangers <laughs> that are in your uh, not with air air hug, air hug or bow, uh, elbow. <laughs> Air elbow high five elbow yeah I actually met um, my my partner's brother the other day and we did the elbow yeah. like met them for the first time and it was an elbow instead of like a handshake I'm high five. forgetting to, to like not hug people I'm like oh sorry I guess I shouldn't hug. Uh, it's hard for me to get used to. We're so used to because we're such hug. We're such like we, we live in Santa Cruz. So we're like let's hug it out. And but I, I was like I was last week the thing I was like I'm not giving that up. This week I'm like I'm fucking giving that up. Like yeah. I'll stand over here and be like sorry. I mean not you obviously. Like, we're kind of a package deal. But if I get yeah. sick, you get sick. I feel like 
we have strong immune systems, but yeah. I feel like everybody is susceptible. And yeah. obviously this, this is scary, but it's not like the zombie apocalypse, right? We can overcome this. Yeah. There aren't zombies out yet. I still think I should shoot a, learn how to shoot a gun, though. Um, and um, if anyone's curious about the army, if the NRA is looking to sponsor a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we're now we're finally no. on. What we, oh my god! The, whoa, everything's changed, America. What the hell? Um, and if anyone is curious about what we're doing for our health, um, I'm a huge fan of saltwater gargles in the morning and at night to block viruses from coming in. I also vitamin taking, C is really good too. I'm, I'm taking two thousand to three thousand milligrams of vitamin C day not all at once i'm also taking zinc i'm taking vitamin d i'm taking that's not vitamin d vitamin either. b12 <laughs> um i also am taking ashwagandha because um what's her name told us to do it i know for, I, for your adrenal glands i need to do that i'm doing stress support stuff too for my adrenals yeah meditation kava yeah meditation's great sleep lots of sleep yeah, yeah. sleep and we have been also diving into the um the fermented grape category of wine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah still my partner that. was like, um, yo, you might want to conserve the wine because conserve, conserve, because I've a... just been kind of indulging. Well, you know, in hard times, sometimes we need I to know. feel here's pleasure. We're talking about pleasure here, moderation. Yeah. Well, everything is moderation because we want to keep our immune system strong. So maybe not like getting hammered drunk, but like I need five bottles of wine. <laughs> I need to have, I, you know, I just, I need to feel some joy still. So I love my wine. Well, y'all. Let's dive in into the you podcast. You still are part of the shameless sex revolution. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it's going on. Shameless sex is not going down. Unless the internet all of a sudden disappears, there's shameless sex is not going anywhere. So you will. We're going to keep coming to you. And then if the internet dis- disappears, we'll be on some soapbox with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Cruz gather <laughs> like the good old with days with a megaphone <laughs> yeah like the or good no old maybe days. not even maybe like one of those cones oh yeah <laughs> like it's not even a megaphone we're going to we're going to have to start a publication a newspaper publication <laughs> snail mail <laughs> the mail shuts down we're fucked oh you know what i want here's some other thing did i say this in this last episode um where uh, yeah maybe i did where people are getting uh, reach out to folks who don't normally get support and love and like, cause there's a lot of lonely people right now. And yeah. you know what? Now is a good time. I actually sent an email about this. The SPCA. I, yeah. Adopt an animal. So SPCA or, or, you know, the animal shelters are looking for foster homes right now so that the animals don't have to just be in the kennel. And so even if you're not allowed to have an animal for a long period of time, I'm sure landlords right now, like not all of them, but some of them might be like, all right, fine. You can have an animal for two months or something. That also be an excuse to get you outside more often. Yeah. Cause you have to let your dog out. But then, you get, like you get your touch needs met by having this sweet little creature. I have one, I have one on my lap, and I'm so grateful that I got this animal. So, and they need it too. So it's it goes. Yeah, both they're ways. all gonna be. I thought about that in kennels all the time, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And touch is important. People go crazy in isolation without touch and connection. Yeah. At least we have the internet and all these ways that the kids were, were totally right about. All those kids that were not getting out from behind the screens, they're like, "Told you so, suck us." I know <laughs> it would come down to this. All right, enough rambling. You ready to dive into the podcast? Let's do this. See y'all soon. Let's get it going, ladies. Let's get it going. We were just talking about orgies and gangbangs. Let me press the red button. Yeah, we've got to talk about the gangbangs. I've so, always wanted to say, I'm here for the gangbang with the like gang a 12 pack of condoms. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a 25 pack. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how many folks are here for the gangbang. It's Wait, what so who is yeah. this guy who you had on your podcast? So he has a podcast. It's called the Man Whore Podcast. And his name is Billy Presida. And so he was a guest on He's our podcast. He's a comedian podcast. as well. He's a comedian. It was a recent episode, episode 149 on the Shameless Sex Podcast. And I think it's called... What are you guys up to? 
150 today just released 150 it. Nice. yes and we have some bonus episodes too but it's 150 now i can't believe we're at 150 doesn't yeah. seem like we've done that 150 times how many episodes are you at to something to early yeah. early oh, twos you were wow. in a whole year before we started too yeah and kyle everyone who's listening like he actually gave us a lot of advice on how to start our podcast so yeah, you really did he helped to initiate us into this world it's pretty easy the barriers to entry for starting a podcast are a lot lower than making a movie or something like that and there's a lot of great info online but it is helpful to have someone show you the ropes so that you don't do a whole bunch of trial and error and buy the wrong equipment and all that business too but we're grateful it's, to you it's good to get a bunch out of the way too early before yeah. you really start promoting it because you're gonna suck at it for a while yeah and then you figure it out like up into like episode 20 30 like oh why was that good why did that suck and then you can start pushing it out so yeah i yeah. just start interviewing my friends early on yeah it's yeah we well, have a lot of interesting folks in your life that which was is helpful that was a cool thing. It's yeah. like I started realizing like, oh, I have some radical Because if you're friends. just in Nebraska and you're like, hey, I want to interview my neighbors. You're yeah. like, no, maybe not as interesting. Maybe it is. I what no was no, But what was the uh, Radiolab uh, or not Radiolab? Uh, the guys. Freakonomics? Not Freakonomics. There was uh, the podcast that was done um, about the guys down in the South. It was a storytelling podcast. Ooh, Serial. Not Serial. Oh. Serial. Serial. Serial was, was the one, the murder, the murder podcast. Was it serial? There's someone's shouting it out. Yeah, someone's like, ah, you, whoever, whoever's shouting it out. Write it out. You Back win. To the gang You're winner. Yeah. Back yeah. To gang so, bangs. The gang so about bangs. that gangbang. <laughs> um, so, but it was just such an interesting podcast. We were so happy we had him on, even though we were a little skeptical at first because we we're like, the man or what's up with this? And um, and he has such this fun, playful, insightful perspective. Again, he doesn't identify as a sex educator, but he actually goes to a lot of sex parties. And so he knows a lot of the protocol for, um, you know, consent and how to navigate a sex party in a way that might be less triggering and more playful and organizes, gets paid sometimes to organize gangbangs where you can literally tell him, Hey, I want a gangbang. I want five guys there. I want them all to wear condoms. I want them one to come on my face. I don't need to know what they look like. Da, Whatever da, da. your fantasy is. But he, I want you need to be there true. to make sure I'm is safe. Is this like a he, survey? Like a, like, like I think it's a, like, no, they do. He, <laughs> take he ten takes minutes, the whole intake take, form. There's yeah. like a form. There's take a 10 minutes process. to fill out the gangbang yeah. survey. And then he would, <laughs> Where would how, you like me to come? On the face. How on the awesome ass. is this though? Does it have someone organize it for you? For you to be able to relax and surrender to know that as long as you trust them, you know that that you you're, you're fully safe. And then here's the other thing. A lot of us might, who are interested in maybe having like group sex, orgy, gangbang, whatever, you know, if that's on, on the list. Um, I know that you've liked some gangbang porn in the past, April. I don't know if you actually want that. But um, but seems so like how, a lot of work. But what if you're depending on the gangbang? So what if you're blindfolded? You don't have to see any of them. So looks actually go off the table of that even being important. And it's more about the energy. But you have this person that can actually find all the people and organize it. And and he was telling the story about the woman that wanted the gangbang and was blindfolded because she wanted to walk around New York City after and look at everyone in the eye and be like, were you fucking me? <laughs> and, yeah. and it was in this. He actually did this. He actually organized this for her. Turns out it was just him. Yeah. Like, yeah. A whole bunch of dildos. All right. Now it's a new yeah. guy. A whole bunch of dildos and fucking All right. Now machines. I'm coming back. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it has to be consensual. So if you have some deeper, darker fantasies, he's not going to make those come true. There's no bestiality or, yeah. or uh, anything that's dark. He will make them come true to the best of his ability yeah. and to the best of modern day society's uh, proclamation of what is typical yeah. and or maybe atypical. But or what acceptable. is like consensual. How does he least? sell this to 
does he have a website? So no, no. This was a, I think now it's kind of like he probably left his phone number on our podcast. He's like, call me at nine seven two five five five. Is there a consultation beforehand? Yeah, I think he does a whole process. But I mean, this is his main profession. He's a comedian as well, so he does stand up comedy. And he has a lot of good material there. Yeah, totally. And he's funny. I met his mom first at Sex Expo in Brooklyn. Amy and I were. Part of the sex expo in Brooklyn, which oh, is, is like this totally massive like a New thing. Yorker yeah, she came up to me. She's like, "You got to go meet my son." I was like, "Who's your son?" She's like, "Billy Pasita. <laughs> He's got a sex podcast. You got to be on. It's called Man Whore." I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that's a lot of information." And she's so proud of him. She's super proud of him, Adorable. which I also thought was fantastic. And so met him and didn't really think much of it until he was on our show. I was skeptical until he was on the show, and then he was at my house because I was on his show. Amy wasn't available, and. Uh, he rolled up and I was like, what are we talking about? What are we doing? And he ended up being really funny. But the gangbang thing is, I think yeah. what he really, I think he enjoys doing it. Oh, yeah. Participating and or organizing. So yeah. if you parties. want a gangbang... Call Billy Presida. Call five, Billy five, 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 five. Mostly in New York and, and City. And he has a number of other guys who are like contract laborers I think- or... Employees, no friends. do the they get, they, do they, yeah. get they, don't, they don't get paid. They <laughs> They're not because then that's sex work, and then you have a thing. Are they part of the stimulus package that's <laughs> yeah. coming? Yeah. The stimulus package that Trump but, is giving yeah. us. The gangbang industry has been hard, hit hard by coronavirus, <laughs> and we need the stimulus package. Hey, yeah, now. we didn't say that this is our quarantine episode. We're quarantined right now. Yes, we are. I was For just us. talking about putting on the Corona nineteen because I feel like I'm going to put on nineteen pounds from In being stuck inside, and all I want to do is eat and drink. Mm. That's all I want to do. I mean, who has to walk in nature still? I want to walk in nature, but it's been raining in Santa Cruz for two days, and my animal hates rain. Mm. He's a diva. Apparently, Corona beer got hit hard by this. I I heard heard no one (laughs) wants to drink it. They will not change their name. (laughs) April was cracking joke calling the Modelo Negro or No, Modelo Especial. I'm like, I've got a really efficient form of Corona. You know, it's called Modelo Especial. I I was thinking about uh, the Corona dropping and obviously how illogical that is, but it speaks to how many intuitive thinkers there are hmm. like so um i did a podcast with uh this investigative journalist named abby martin a few weeks back super smart gal she was at the motherfucker was last yes. year right yep. oh, this year uh both years okay yeah yeah she's yeah. great she helps us with research um but we were talking about conspiracy theorists and we were talking about the rise of conspiracy and how all this stuff has kind of blown up into the mainstream over the last few years and uh Apparently, there are certain like mental um, predispositions towards conspiracy theorists, mm. um, and they've done studies on this. So, like one is um, they would do things like say, "Would you rather get a paper cut, or would you rather sleep a night in pajamas that were once worn by Charles Manson?" Whoa. Like things like that. And so, your answer would and, determine. And your answer maybe if you're will cons- de- de- well, it determines whether or not I forget the, the name of it. It's like, are you an intuitive thinker or a rational thinker? Okay. Because rationally, it's just a pair of pajamas, but intuitively, you don't want to sleep in pajamas that were worn by Charles Manson, yeah. right? And a lot of uh, people who have kind of, um, who are predisposed to conspiracy thinking are more intuitive thinkers. They just don't like the feeling or the idea of it. And conspiracy theorists also will use that a lot of those kinds of terms, like the powers that be, you know, these the Illuminati. It's all very vague and and kind of difficult to nail down, which and a lot of these conspiracies don't make sense to logical thinkers, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's our worldview. You yeah. Know? What do you if you buy 
a thousand rolls of toilet paper. What kind of thinker are you? That's my real Living question. Living in fear. You're fucking fearful hoarder is what you are. You're I'm like, how much are you going to be defecating to require you to need that much toilet paper? And why paper? is defecating the most important thing that I don't know. So Get a bidet about. or to hop in the shower. Plenty people in the world use their hand and wash it. I know. Like I mean, worst case scenario, you got some hands, you got some rags, you got some leaves. And then you, you wash your hand milk. after you wipe with your hand. But it actually yeah. does. It's efficient. I I'm was sorry. In India Some for people over a month. Like, I was one of those people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're judging. We're not you right shaming now. We're not, you. Yeah, not, I'm just yeah. saying, we're, though. We're, I'm wondering behind the logic behind right. it as well. And yeah. bleach. It's weird that we that we wipe our asses with paper and think that that's clean, though. Like that other the analogy would be like it's like the would, Western world's idea. Yeah, of if you wipe chocolate off your face with toilet paper, would that be clean? <laughs> Just think that chocolate. You'd want to use water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do we do that with our ass and think that that's good enough? That's true. And then, but then bidets are like such a weird concept to people. Um, as someone, I else, love yeah. a bidet. Bidets I have never gone. I've never tried a bidet yet. I haven't oh tried one. God. I'm thinking there actually, is. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. There's now the Western style bidet toilet seat. I don't know if you've ever looked or Can you just get it. They're about six hundred dollars. Yeah. You do need an oh. outlet, so you need it needs to. No, be you charged. can get one for like thirty bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I only have. I only have had the fancy one that deodorizes you you're like poof and you're like ah <laughs> it like really does like, get in there you with some water it and does, a little yeah and you get a little deodorizer i don't know what's in the deodorizer this puff at the end yeah. <laughs> i want I it can... to be like antibacterial now like have some oh, dial in, you know. that yeah. alcohol could dry out your bum just saying your asshole could get real dried out from the from the alcohol <laughs> hands i'm gonna start a bidet company that says uh this bidet is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the marketing tagline. Yeah. I, I was talking to one of our girlfriends. I was like, kind of uh, asking questions about this. I was a little curious, like, what's with all this toilet paper thing? And we made the the name for a toilet paper brand, Snuggle Butt. We thought there should be a toilet paper brand that was just called Snuggle Butt because people are so concerned with their soft, perfectly like snuggly toilet. Because that's the thing is, like, I wonder if that's that's it too, like. You can find plenty of shitty, hard, recycled toilet paper out there. I've seen mini rolls of that, but not the soft name brand I stuff. do buy the seventh generation. No, you're not. Good stuff. Is, well, that, is that good stuff? The recycle. It literally recycled. feels like I'm taking a piece of cardboard and wiping my ass. <laughs> and I'm like, I love the environment, but not this much. Yeah. I mean, literally, this hurts my butthole. There's, yeah, there's one that's like unbearable. I want to think about the environment every time I itch and my I ass. And I do. I'm like, I'm paying for the sins of our all of these people on the planet. Damn and then, it. And then your ass is bleeding. And my, really, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to hate. I wish they could make environmentally friendly toilet paper just a light, little bit softer. Yeah, what, there's a lot of a lot of environmental products that I think do the movement more harm than good because they just don't work, and then no. it gives yeah. people the idea that environmental products don't work, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck that bullshit. Yeah. The straw is impotent." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it stops sucking up liquid after about five minutes of yeah. use, or the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it starts all, yeah, just totally being mushy. Yeah. What do you say? I'm, so we we talked about this a little bit before starting the podcast about like, we, were, we were talking about you know in the, where you work. April and I work in the sex toy industry and in the sex health and wellness industry as well uh, and you know how this is going to shift or change and how just sex in general and life in general is going to, to change with what's going on right now um, and one thing we talked about on a podcast we recently recorded was that you know people have more time at home one of the things in sex what that people say is i don't have enough time to do the work to like maintain sex practices with my partner to maintain sexual um you too know, busy i'm or, too busy for, yeah, what? masturbation self-pleasure yeah. practices yeah and, like what's your yeah if you're now 
now still you're too out of busy. excuses, bro. You're <laughs> out of excuses. Yeah, you got it. And you got to go in. You and that's go one in of the hard. issues is still childcare because that is another thing that would get in yes. the way for people. Now your kids but aren't the kids in school. Sleep. They sleep too. They sleep at some point, sleep. and you're not. And you, you don't, don't have exhausted. The, you want to? Yeah, I'm, I've been working all day. Yeah. So the excuse is still there. Yeah. Now I'm curious. We're holding all of you accountable who have ever used that, including myself. I've said I'm tired a few times. And sometimes, of course, that's true. It it's is true. very, very true. But I'm so I'm not trying to say that those people have have been lying. And I'm just curious what will happen with that now when people have more spaciousness. We'll see. I'm thinking it's going to be called the instead of the baby boom, the Corona boom. They are going to be people <gasps> making babies. Uh huh. Perhaps without even consciously knowing how many times they had sex in a week, they thought they were ovulating or not. They thought they were past. Now, wow, there's a Corona baby boom. And look, sorry, you might not be able to get to the store to get your birth control re-upped. So you're just going to pop it out. You might be out of condoms. And they're out of them at Costco for some reason. Really? I don't know if they are, but... I'm just assuming they're out of toilet paper. I'm going to have to start using toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wrap it in a plastic bag. Hope for the best. Well, there's another reason why people should use sex toys. Because if you're not trying to procreate, but you want to go and have some pleasure, then hey, sex toy time. You know the way of rationing toilet paper that they do in the the military? And uh, I don't mean to get us back to shitting. Yeah, so you you use a square, you fold it in in, uh, uh, half, Uh in in quarters, and then you rip out the side of it so that you can put your finger through the center of the square and you wipe your ass with your finger then you take the square off your finger so you wipe the shit off your finger and then you use the little part that you ripped off to wipe through your fingernail yeah, the fingernail is what would disturb me yeah. the most because there's a lot of organisms that get trapped under there what if someone has wow. the rhea the what the, the rhea, rhea the diarrheas the rhea the, the dysentery rhea. Mm-hmm. Things that are the, the bidet. The we should all switch Not to bidets. That, but in the military, the they don't have a bidet out there. Uh, yeah. They don't. They don't. They usually just have. That's why I never joined the military. Let's yeah. get your your Navy yeah. SEAL friend on I the mean, podcast and ask him about getting the Rhea when he was. We've talked about poop no. enough. I didn't mean to diverge. It you depends guys on the are plot. talking about making the babies. The thickness really depends on how effective this Woodley would be. I have to say. I'm going to try when I get home just to see if how effective this is. Because one square put, is never enough. You're going to put finger, your finger in your butt to clean your butt. You're your germaphobe. I really just don't think you're going to do it. But when yeah. you do, let me know how it goes. So how are you guys doing through the corona? Through the corona, I mean, we're drinking some delicious I just got wine. back from Australia <laughs> two days early. ago. I came home early because I was... I was not panicked. I felt that everyone else reaching out to me was, and I thought to myself, okay. And then the person, the company I was visiting, our, our distributor there, said all the Americans went home. I was the only one left, and maybe I should consider either going flying to Vanuatu or Fiji, or I should go home, and I want to be with my animals. So I flew home a few days early, and I got home to fucking chaos. Really? I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, right? Yeah. No, Kyle is very straight edge yeah. PG. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm wanna... basically Mormon. Okay, uh, <laughs> we were talking about shit a bunch, so I think yeah. it was okay. <laughs> Sex and gangbangs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but we can't say fuck. this is not PG 13. Then it's rated R. It's rated Armageddon. <laughs> so what was it like going through the airport? It was so chill in San Francisco. I have flown the last time Amy and I actually landed from Germany. We had more of an issue getting through customs than this time. I thought there were, were going to be s- sections where people were being quarantined or secondary uh, screened for a fever. Nothing. They asked me where I landed from. I said Australia. I was in New Zealand before that. And then they said, I'm global entry, which I didn't think it was much of a difference either. 
I got right through two minutes. It was under two. I timed it. It was under two minutes. They're nicer to you if you have global entry. Are they? They treat you better. Okay. My mom flew back from Australia, though, the week ago as well, and I believe she said it was super easy, too, and she's not global entry. Okay. Uh, and it was pretty smooth sailing. It was it, it was, was smooth. When I landed so in when Australia. Did you, when did you get back? I, I, uh, Monday. Okay. So, so it's we, Tuesday? Oh, yeah. So it was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was yeah. the 15th. That was after it really hit. Like I feel yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's Tuesday today. I, I thought it was Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Monday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It seemed like on Sunday it was when everyone started taking this very seriously. It went from being out there to like, holy shit, you got to stock up on your yeah. food now. Mm-hmm. I went to. Uh, I, I was going to shoot um, bows, uh, sh- shoot bow and arrow with uh, a buddy of mine 9 a.m we're going to de la viega there's this little archery range there and he calls me he's like he's a filmmaker he's like hey man they just canceled march madness which is a huge deal he's like fuck dude i'm out like 20 grand like this was a huge job for me um, and he's like you should maybe go stock up on food i think that a lot of things are gonna start domino affecting right now i just go to grocery outlet there's no lines it's totally normal i start stocking up on a bunch of food and people are like heckling me they're like oh someone's stocking up i see this one woman she looks at me she goes you're smart she's stocking up too get through three hours later it's lines yeah, out the door yeah, yeah. two hour what day lines. was this sunday sunday so two days ago the, the fact yeah. that they have no sports no like think about okay i know sports i'm not i don't know sports i know how important sports are for a lot of i'm going to say just americans because i don't want to talk about the rest of the world but football for the rest of the world is very important soccer for those of you that are american it's so important. No need to be pretentious. Okay. No, I know. No, but but some, my mom would be like, what? Football? American football? No, she wouldn't even say that. She had no idea. She'd think that I was talking about like only one the, the 49ers. Yeah. Anyway, the point is no sports to watch. Okay. Then there's no theme parks. What do people do that constantly want to have their brains entertained with something that is feeding them that's usually on the television or on their phones? They make bets. They, they are losing money slash... They, not being entertained. So hopefully they're going to be meditating or reading books or listening to podcasts. <laughs> I've never meditated or read a book in my life, but now Corona I, came around. I hope so. Until this Corona is what I hope. Around. I hope our brains will grow by not just kind of by, releasing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the way that it's felt on like a, like physiologically for me right now, I feel like called to do something. And I don't know if it's just like my age. I'm a 30 year old man. I'm like, yeah, like, wait, this is like a time. Like, I feel like I'm being called to war or something. Like I I've had that kind of response of like, Oh, my family needs me. My friends need me. This is a time right now. That's like, I have a guilty kind of excitement around it. Because, and I think that evolutionarily, like we've been very good at coming together and responding in times of crisis. But the problem with this crisis is you just need to sit on your ass at home. It's like our grandfathers were called to go to World War II and they acted, whereas now you're like, yeah, I want to act, I want to help. Damn, I just got to Netflix and chill. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I heard the someone saying, you know, that politicians love people like, oh, this is a great time for people to be at home with their families. What about people who have a terrible family life who get abused at home and, and actually going to school or being at work is the way that they actually get to escape the terrors that happen at home and now they have to be there. You know, so there's like and one said, yeah, the American dream is the opportunity for our family to all be together finally. But not everyone has that. A lot of people 
don't. And so it, it could, I think, go both ways. One where some really wonderful things can happen in terms of slowing down and in, in developing more connection, and also can be the opposite. Could yeah. be highly traumatizing for people, and then stir crazy. Like people go crazy when they're stir crazy. Well, people that. So I just spoke with my friend today who has a two-year-old who is stay-at-home mom, and I'm using air quotes because. She is an entrepreneur who does a lot of her work from her laptop and she has a lot of different businesses. And she was like, I valued the time that my daughter was at daycare because I had me time that I didn't realize that I even had. And she's like, I'm going fucking nuts with the amount of time because it's all on the daycare gave her daughter a chance to interact with other humans that were her age, meaning children, toddlers. And it gave her parents the time specifically her mother the time to take care of herself and now she's on this clock of her daughter and she's like this is hard it's exhausting and I think probably a lot of parents are feeling that struggle on whatever level because think about the daycare takes care of food they take care of or or schools they take care of all of these things that you value when you have them less time like I have my kids on spring break and summer vacation where everybody's out it's warm weather and now it's a little bit cold it's springtime in the northern hemisphere however it's still it's still a time where the kids are are away most I of the time. I love my kids, just not just all the not time. all the time. Yeah, what a little bit of a break. I'm like, this might also be birth control for some of us that were thinking about children. Where I'm like, damn, that looks stressful. Yeah, I was never thinking about children, but I'm like, wow, now I definitely don't want that shit. <laughs> I think it's but then, and there's an opportunity here. Like April and I are. I won't give the details away because it's a kind of a brilliant idea, and so we don't want to share what it is yet. But we're designing our own sex ed program that is just. I'll just say that. Um, and we're still working on what that looks like. And so that's now we're looking at this like, oh, we have more spaciousness. Of course, we still have other jobs that we're working in the sex toy industry. But so it is a time where we can really dive into more creative projects. Like you're doing, Kyle, you said you're just podcasting like crazy. Blogging, podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about doing some kind of series. And I'll always say it now. I, I'm still figuring out exactly how I'm going to frame it up. But call it like the Silver Linings series. So it's silver silver linings through a pandemic, mm-hmm. like things that you, you know, whether it's novel experiences or skills that you've picked up, you know, the or, you know, a, re-evalua- a reevaluation of your life and values. Like it reprioritizes everything very quickly. And I'm sure that there are going to be some really great stories that come out of this. And I want to be able to document that because we, we don't have these kinds of opportunities to see how humans react mm. very often. Like I've never seen it in my lifetime and I want, and I want to, I'm just putting my journalism hat on and I want to document as many of these stories as possible. So if people throughout the next couple weeks have any just interesting things that they notice about how their behavior is shifting, how their interests are shifting, how their priorities, you know, are, are moving. I want to get those stories because it turns. I mean, have you guys ever heard of the book Tribe by Sebastian Younger? Yes, great book. So, so he argues that humans thrive through adversity. What we mm-hmm. what we hate most is feeling unneeded, mm-hmm. which is what society is really good mm-hmm. at making us feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he has documented throughout history, like during the Blitzkrieg, depression and suicide rates went down because all of a sudden people felt this community cohesion, like they were needed, right? You'd love it. So I think that there's going to be a lot of really cool stories that come out of this. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stir-crazy 
people, there's going to be a lot of people I'm sure that fall back on addiction, but like if they can harness that, this time of adversity, I I mean, as a journalist, it's just gold. Mm -hmm. I think the pressure, the pressure of all of the things that once were so important have been realized to be that much less important. I mean, the, the, the industries that were once booming and so viable, the cruise ship industry, yeah, which is right. such a piece of shit industry. No offense. It's like all the it piece really of shit is, industries yeah. have been just shown I'm on like, full oh, display of being piece of shit right? industries. And they're falling apart. And I'm like, oh, not, I, I honestly do see the value in Disney. I think they do a lot of good. But the fact that the theme park industry is also feeling yeah. the crunch and the crush, I'm like, yes. And I'm bummed that tourism is down because I love when people travel. But fuck all inclusive resorts. Sorry, oh, you're not contributing to yeah. maybe some of the people that needed your money in the countries that you visit because you wanted that dream of visiting that country and checking that box off your passport checklist. Anyway, the point coming back to is that I, the word that keeps coming up in all of this to me that it comes up day in, day out, almost hour is tribe. And the fact that you reference that is really amazing because you really do. I'm calling more of the people in my life that I love and admire and adore and talking creatively with them more than I have in a long time. Because typically we're talking about what's going on, stresses, where we've been, traveling, what are you looking forward to? Logistics. Logistics. And sometimes we get deep, of course, not all the time. Logistics and ego too. Yeah. That like the branding and the self, like we're such a self-centered society i I, like i've noticed through instagram just over the last few days when people are out to lunch and they're not posting about something helpful it illuminates their self-centeredness so fucking clearly like oh wow this is this is your default and it's most of our defaults because we've been incentivized through social media to turn the camera around on us ourselves but i think that it's it's really cool in all in the sense that like who are the five people you texted first when you heard about this, like that, those are your friends. Like those are the people that you should be putting more emphasis on more, more focus on in your life. And it's not, to, it's not the, the weak connections. I was actually trying, the other day, trying to think about that when I, who, when I first heard about the coronavirus and what my feelings were, how I heard about it and what my reaction is, I actually don't remember. And it wasn't that long ago. So I don't actually recall what that is, but I like what you're saying that, that I think normal everyday conversations, a lot of people are just kind of su- superficial and they don't naturally have this inclination to go internally and share their fears and their insecurities and their hopes and their dreams and all the deeper rooted stuff because they're not trained to, to speak about that. It, and it's they're not practice but right now everyone's in this collective experience of this is fucking hard or scary or crazy and it's what is inspiring more of that to show up here and so it is interesting that we have to have hardship to inspire vulnerability and deeper sharing and connection of ourselves and i've seen that happen a lot with death you know you have someone in your life that passes away and we all knew that person and then we, all of a sudden we have this um collective grieving we're all crying together with normally we don't show those emotions to each other yeah or you yeah. could do a series not on silver linings, but on vices. Like, I've just been, like, jerking off and eating salted almonds like, <laughs> way too much. Like, I'm Dude, just, I'm like, talking about the current idea. I've been like, eating so much I just sweet. have this, yes. I have, like, he, this huge bag of, like, salted, sugary, you ser- awesome... You're serious right now. 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, what? I'm not judging you, but I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking that you get the salt on your cock when you're jerking off, too. You're, you're no, it's not like in unison. No, not during. I'm not, I'm not, not like, during. I'm no, not like, I was like, no. <laughs> Simultaneously. Like, I'm going to come, yes. Crunch, <laughs> splurge. Crunch, splurge. Someone's into it. It's a new form of asphyxiation. I've been indulging more because I've been wondering. Asphyxiation. Yeah, I've been indulging let's more. Say it, let's say it in three. One, two, three. Asphyxiation. We got it. That time. I thought that maybe for a second, not that I'm scared of the end of the days, but I might not be able to enjoy some of the luxuries of the sweets that I typically love. So I've been baking more than I usually would do. When we, you think you have I've been home in 24 hours and I bake like two batches of cookies and I made. Where's my cookies? I did not bring you any, and I'm sorry. A lot of them got consumed yesterday. (laughs) And also, have you ever heard of Tim Tams from Australia? Oh, yeah. I fucking polished (laughs) off two full things of Tim Tams. And I'm like, this is not, like, I am not a junk food eater. And I, so I feel you with the chocolate covered. Oh, my God. And you don't get Tim Tams here, thankfully. I don't know where they are. And I don't want to. If you do know where they are, don't tell me. Because I love that. They're like chocolate covered biscuits. If you don't oh, know, biscuits in some partner countries right now is probably they probably brought some back from Australia oh. when they were just there. there I did the bring Aussie some back. Treats. I was hoping they would last for weeks, and they didn't. So I feel you, Kyle, yeah. with your indulgence. Yeah, I think Vices is going to be a way more like fun Vices. series. Yeah. yeah, I like that too. One thing I was thinking about is um, you know, casual sex and dating during this time. Ooh. Like folks who are single and were relying on dating to actually have some sort of connection with other people and get received touch and now they're like i mean so what's going to happen that you're in your house and you don't get dates so now you could do like some online uh, yeah, you know, I, the- I don't do online dating but some of my friends have been like tinder's dead yeah tinder's yeah. dead i right? so my neighbor is on so sh- we share like a, a flat let's say but it's divided by a wall but two separate doors she is a 49 year old newly single human and definitely digs the younger generation. And she said that her bumble has been blowing up with people people that want to come hit. And she has like, I'm like, so how much did you get? She likes to catch some D's like on a reg, like when she has, cause she works really hard and she's in the mortgage industry. And that's also blowing up right now because mortgage rates are at 0%. So people are either refining or they're taking out loans to to buy a home because this is this is a record. Now's the time. Now is the time. And so she's super busy and and I was like, and "Well, how's the D catching going? Like what's going on? Fill me in." And she said that Oh, whenever I have a break, like they're hitting me up. They're coming in from every angle and they want to drive up and they're like, no, I don't have the COVID-19. Do you have time for me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. From Santa Barbara, I, from like San Luis Obispo, from all the like, North South. They're hungry right oh, now. Yeah. Well, so I don't know, maybe folks, Tinder's off, but maybe check out Bumble. Yeah, or check out a different <laughs> app. But a lot of folks are opting out of them because they're like, you know, this thing is dormant in your system. There's no size. So like, I don't have it, but you don't know if you have it, right? Like, I don't have, I don't have the covid what you, do, you, you show do. up in a hazmat suit and like, hey, I'm going to cut a hole. We're going to get this shit done. Yeah, there you go. Is it, is it passed through genitals? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. So. <laughs> I wear a condom and a hazmat suit. We could kiss. Like, oh, shit. Thing. I think my dick breathes. You just masturbate separately and look at each other through binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> six feet away though six feet away of course you have separate rooms but i wonder how I it's going to affect these things and then there's also the aftermath like when we get used to something we get used to a way of being around people i was at the line the, at the, the drugstore the other day and people were standing six feet away from each other you're on the phone with me you're like yeah. six feet oh, oh damn yeah. i was like what's I, going I, on I you're like i didn't know someone else in there said that and so i thought about that how that could get stuck you know say we have to do this for two months or where they're saying that and then it becomes a new way of being and then all of a sudden where do you think we'll all be functioning differently and then the dating world too people all of a sudden are more fearful like what happened with hiv of course it was sexually transmitted but it changed the way that people were having casual sex obviously maybe this will change a little bit of the way that people are casually just touching each other it's probably going to kill the milf industry like milf the milf and done. Dilf, like, why you're, you're high risk oh because yeah, you're high <laughs> are you over 65 yeah. yeah how old are you i'm 64 and yeah. a half yeah. you're fine okay yeah, let's, do do. let's do this you're safe <laughs> yeah it makes your uh your age range like 18 to to 35 like yeah. now it's not only preferences yeah. it's uh evolutionary or oh, it's not evolutionary it's, it's survival of the fittest yeah it's, will you survive the there's COVID? a side there's a survival factor in your uh proclivities towards uh towards ages well what about also i mean i know there's so many people that are out of a job right now but like sex workers right they're like yeah. saying so, you know and there's sex with their job is to like be so and not just there so many people but their job is literally to like oftentimes to be like fully face to face with other bodies and you know so that's off the table there's just so many things that are just so um threatened right now Stay let's play some, let's play some what if games so oh, okay. so okay. what if the what if the coronavirus gets super bad i mean okay. so we have these diseases right where it's like 60% mortality right uh this stuff has happened, like Spanish flu, yeah. uh, where it just wipes the out. Bubonic um, plague. Um, yes. bubon- yeah, that was like a hundred, right? Really like if you got that, you were done. Tough. Like you sorry, done. later. Yeah. Do you know that Spanish flu, by the way, was not it didn't just affect Spanish people, but the media was so locked down during the, that time. Spanish journalists were the first ones to report on it, and that's how it got its name. Oh, Fun fact. That's everyone. also because media was right. so much more available back then because of the printing press and all of those things. It was so much it, less available. You mean it was well, it was more available then, like circulatory wise, meaning the information than it was when the bubonic plague hit. There wasn't a lot of information right. available. So, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. those two, not to not yeah, today. N- yeah, you weren't no, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not comparing those to yeah, today. Yeah. Today, totally different scenario. Today, I'm, a big black dick can get seen by a billion people yeah, in yeah, one pretty day. Quick. Yes, yes, this is true. All right, so <laughs> Corona wipes out six percent of the world. Uh, we have no supplies, no more global supplies. We have to go back to hunting and gathering into small groups. Uh, everyone becomes non-monogamous again. Chris Ryan rules the world. Chris <laughs> Ryan like, rules the world. He's like, I was right. Yeah. I was right all along. Yeah, sex at dawn. I was, right. I was talking to him last <laughs> night. I was like, turns out you were right about that whole f- shit hitting the fan thing that you wrote about in Civilized to Death. Yeah. I mean, that was his whole book. His latest book, Civilized to Death, was all about the price of progress. Mm-hmm. What does he say about this right now? Um, Anything? Worth sharing? Said I told you so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. damn it, Chris is laughing. What's over your next prediction, Nostradamus? All right, all right, so that's that's a what if. Let's, well, let's, what, let's describe this n- this one, new world one what of if. hunter gatherers. Okay, so we were talking just about that one right now. If it's like that, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Going back to hunter gatherers. So society. if it's like that, my vision for when that it, how that's even possible is that there's has to be less humans in all the areas for that to work. Right. Yeah. So. 
So you wouldn't be able to have massive amounts of people in one area. So people would be more spread out. Uh, but there would be more collective and, and, and a collective sharing and community in terms of the resources, in terms of taking care of each other's children, um, and maybe more sharing of because of the whole his whole his whole platform is that uh, this agricultural movement that brought on this idea of like possession of other people's bodies. That's why people are like you know marriage came as a business arrangement, all these things. So all of a sudden, marriage is out the window, and people are more like, okay, oh, yeah, this is my person that I raise the children with, and we all raise each other's children, and this isn't just my one body that I have sex with. I can have sex with other people's. Maybe they don't know whose kids are whose. You know, it's just like I have sex with all these folks, and we're all raising each other's children. Um, I would, I mean, I only little dicks, though. You can only little dicks. <laughs> I would, I mean, I, I agree. That's what I prefer. Only big dicks carry the virus. <laughs> I, <laughs> like big dicks are like leper colonies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they, oh they god! All, they all get sent to like <laughs> the Channel Islands <laughs> to like basketball players. That's where they get, yeah, with no with no way to get out of there <laughs> ever. We're sorry, hating on big dicks. Sorry, big dicks. We hope this doesn't happen to you. I honestly think what's more likely, though, Kyle is like that's uh, that's a beautiful the shiny side I like your story I like that that it's going to wipe out 60% and it would turn this like utopian of non-monogamy and we're all in the community <laughs> yeah. and taking care of each other I'm I totally went, yeah I went from like 60% of the world's population falling off to non-monogamy yeah. that's what <laughs> and everyone a lot of people more people than not have died off and now we're in well, this great place well my question would be what 60% is it mostly folks with vaginas that die off is it all people uh, poverty yeah elderly what, folks? What, what percentage and what gender so if it's a or do they identify with genders how is that looking so there i have more questions for this, this situation because obviously i think it would depend on where the drop-offs are and how people find each other and if there's internet still is there are there uh, is it like I Am Legend, the movie yeah. that I you can provide really... safety, yeah. shelter, anyone? <laughs> He's like going to the video store talking to mannequins. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, what kind of, what are we dealing with here? You're sending out radio signal to find who the fuck's still available. So I think there's so many, there's a lot of, uh, in my opinion, obstacles with that scenario. So if it's a utopian society, there's no obstacles with it. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I, I don't know. There, I, I thought with Amy's response, great. However, you still don't have any guarantees about how the, the world is so vast. Yeah. There wouldn't be airlines. There wouldn't be any transportation to reach anyone in other places. So you, your car would hopefully work, and then you have to figure out ways to siphon gas. This is survival. Yeah, yeah. That so you're gonna want to hope and hook up with people that are fucking awesome with surviving. And then you're so, gonna eliminate. You're gonna outcast other people. And so I'm. I mean, I'm like. I, I, I thought saying, about I all like this, this by theory. the way, in my brain. Yeah, yeah I like this theory. But I'm thinking this more, situation. more like. I mean, I'm an eternal optimist, by the way. But but I think that if, if what you're talking about happens, I think it, there's there's more raping and pillaging and and like fighting. That's why you got to fucking defend yourself. And you mm-hmm. know what, dude, might have a small vagina, but I can fucking hurt <laughs> a bitch. Okay, got a small vagina, but a huge shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I know some jujitsu. What? Fuck with this girl, she'll get you. Yeah, Jeez. but you know what? Also, then I would start to want to procreate because then. You need a little I've never army. wanted I need to procreate army. we need enough. <laughs> we have enough humans on the planet. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Yes, this is a great example, though, of how you can't price out externalities. Like, the people that have argued for so long, like, yeah, you can just dominate the environment. I mean, this is to your point of, like, a new religion forming around mm-hmm. the earth. For so long, the people argue that, well, if the market 
uh, are, says that we should do it, you know, then you should be able to cut down that forest. You should be able to use all these resources to no end and dominate the earth. But you start to see where that falls apart in a situation like this, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can never fully take into account the value of a natural, of a healthy ecosystem. Like I have a buddy whose dad is now at super high risk for getting the virus because of uh, some kind of medication that he's on that lowers cholesterol. I I forget the name of it. I know what you're talking about. But he said that he, he, his dad would always argue like, well, look, my cholesterol numbers are fine with this medication. But he was he was saying like, yeah, but you're not healthy. Like you could lower cholesterol also with exercise and healthy eating. And, you know, we know what a holistic system looks like. We just haven't been doing that. And now the shit's hitting the fan. Yeah. Did you see that movie, Kyle? The Biggest Little Farm. Oh, I love that movie. No. Yeah, and they create. Oh, oh you seen my it? God, dude! So good. So is this it, is. Isn't it, it's in California. It's in California. It's in Modesto, yeah. outside yeah. of Modesto, in a in a barren land that was. They had the the farmers received the land for dirt cheap, and it was barren. No, there were no minerals in the soil. I encourage and invite anyone out there who is I've on heard of this. this they create their own amazing. ecosystem. Generated and I don't, I don't even want to give it away because it's such a beautiful story. And it also comes with its 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 whole set set of of challenges and not only sets of challenges, but you do get a little like coyotes were mm-hmm. evil for a second, and then you realize and they set up these these barriers for coyotes, but they realized Yes, the coyotes were doing X, Y, and Z in their ecosystem, and they were also contributing to the natural evolution of growth and and prosperity with all the, the symbiosis of mm. what they were doing. They and it was a tr- such a tropic cascade. Yes, you were. Yeah, you were. You're yeah. working with everything as it's it is the, in its natural order. All of it, uh-huh. even if it's even if it has parasitic tendencies, or we feel like it's a it's something that should be wiped out. This is what drives me crazy. I'm allergic to honeybees. I don't want them fucking gone from the planet. I love them. When I see them, I'm like, please live, little honeybee. Don't come near me. Though, and thanks. if you come near me, like maybe I should just do a look. A little bit of an intake slowly and hope I don't die. I got my one EpiPen left. Oh, yeah, it was a Maybe great uh, Not to video. go dark again. Did you guys see a YouTube video how the wolves changed the river, Yellowstone, when no, they, re- no. they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone, and they then changed the migration patterns of the deer that were hanging out at the bottom of these big gullies uh, eroding the rivers. And once the deer... deer uh, moved out of the gullies because it's easier for the wolves to kill them there. All of a sudden, um, uh, plants started growing back there and then beavers started coming back in that area. And then it actually changed the path of the river by reintroducing wolves. Well, something that was actually a creature was supposed to be there was initially there in the first place. Yeah. Too. yeah. And, and when you have top predators, it's called a tropic cascade because they impact the rest of the ecosystem. Let's, play was, some, let's go for it. That was something. So that whole migration, how humans change so many patterns of, animals that have been around forever. So shark patterns changed during the slave trade from Africa to the U.S. Whoa. based on how many bodies they were dumping over. I learned this on a podcast when I was commuting from Newport Beach to Burbank for two and a half years. I listened to podcast after podcast. This was like a long time ago. And I learned so many things from stuff you should know. Have you ever listened to that podcast? Yeah. It's so, it's, it was awesome. It was like before podcasts were huge. And I learned all of these random useless knowledge that actually is significant. And that great white sharks, and they still use the same patterns today from Africa to the, through the Atlantic to uh, the, the, obviously the East Coast of the United States because of, the slave trade. 
That's fucking crazy. Anyway, I don't know if this podcast is about random useless knowledge, but I love dropping that on people when I can because I think it's so fascinating. Oh, that's whole podcast is about random useless oh, knowledge. Perfect. Did you know <laughs> that baby sharks inside the womb will sometimes eat each other? No. How many <laughs> really? Fucking brothers that's and sisters will eat each other been, before they're born. I've died. Yeah. It's like unpredictable. Yeah. Wow. Whenever you start thinking you're a badass because you watch a UFC and do push-ups, think about sharks eating <laughs> each other inside the fucking womb. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. They're That's awesome. they're little tiny baby just but they're pri- cannibalistic. They're primal. It's a primal thing. It is a primal thing. It's survival of the fittest before you even there's a, yeah, there's the a, body. what's the book? Uh, the Devil's Teeth. Have you guys heard of this? It's all about the oh. Farallon Islands. The Farallon Islands oh, are yes. some of the mo- no. most highly densely populated areas of shark in the whole world. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. There's stories of people. I'm gonna going to write this down after, it, after we're done. Yeah, like there's a story of, uh, of Santa Cruz surfers. Like people probably know, like Flea and Barney, these big wave Santa Cruz surfers. They go out to the Farallon Islands, right? And uh, they're like, there's waves out there. They want to go surf, but no one ever goes surfing out there because it's so sharky. And uh, they're on this boat and they're getting in their wetsuits. And uh, this research boat comes up next to them. They're like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're going surfing. So you're going surfing here? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going surfing. Uh, he's like, why don't you throw your surfboard in the water there? Throw the surfboard in the water, immediately gets hit by a great white shark. Oh, fuck. Because that's how the researchers would, would call him in. Like, they would throw things off, and the, the sharks were getting, uh, apparently, like, trained to, Probably to hit Probably because there's so many sharks like, in the water? Yeah. It was the and frenzy, at first I thought the frenzied this, eating. Yeah, first I Whoa. thought the story wasn't true, but then I, it was verified by a few people. So that's, is, that, yeah. is that off the coast of Santa Cruz? Uh, just north of Santa Cruz. Okay, wow. It's San Francisco. No way. Yeah. And that's the the triangle of yeah. I mean they're well at least the Pacific sharks mm. they're great whites yeah it's, right it's uh, where a lot of great whites hang out wow that's incredible yeah. the devil's teeth the devil's teeth I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna check that out I took a helicopter ride two years ago and saw some of the big out on the Monterey Bay and saw some of the biggest white sharks that even the pilot is like, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've never seen this many sharks because they were sunning themselves and there were surfers so close, but I was like, they're, they're living in harmony with each other. There's no reason to kill. He also said that he could tell that one's like 20 meters. I was like, no, it's not 20 meters, bro. I don't think so. It looked massive, but definitely there were probably at least five or 600 sharks that I saw. Sharks don't want to eat you. No, you're four times as likely to get killed by a vending machine as you are a shark. Oh, fucking people will, yeah, people will shake the vending <laughs> machines, vending machines. And, and it'll fall and it'll I have no them. fear of sharks. Yeah. Oh I love God. them. I yeah. love the sharks. I have, a whole bit, I have a whole bit about this. Oh it's like God. sharks kill indiscriminately. But then vending machines. They, vending machines yeah. they hunt a very specific I'm type of person. Get, I'm trying to get <laughs> my, my Cheetos. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, yeah, I'm happy that you said that because I thought it was lightning, but vending machine deaths. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> didn't machines. know. I'm going to look out because it's just when you shake it. This last year, I went diving with whale sharks down in Mexico Ooh. in La Paz. Yes. That is the shit if anyone ever has a chance to do it. So whale sharks are massive, and the juveniles even are massive. And you go out in these boats. They're totally safe. They have these huge mouths, but, like, but no teeth. They just eat... Uh, I think they just eat plankton, but they're also really slow and they get curious about movement. So you jump off, you jump off and they'll swim right up to you. This is like a uh, 15 foot animal swims right up to you and you're just looking at this thing and you feel so fucking small. It's like being underwater with an elephant. 
And how's this? So they have all these spots on the top of them. And researchers have mapped out and, and they've mapped out whale sharks using the same technology as astronomers use to map constellations. Mm. The star patterns up in the sky are the same. We use the same mapping technology to map whale sharks mm. spots on their backs. Interesting. So above as below. Yeah. Yeah. The Welsh. When did you do that? Last year for my brother's uh, wedding. You got married down there. Oh, you guys did that all together? Shout out to the Tobes. The Tobes. I know. I have friends that did a whale... Like a, a, a my my really good friend that has a podcast here locally as well for moms, but she did it a whale shark tour out of the off the coast of Tulum, and they said that it takes like two and a half hours, and it's super. Hot. I don't know about um, off the coast of where you went, but they said the swells were so big, like every single person on the boat was just got sick. so sick, and it was gnarly. But I was like, so they're like, no one enjoyed the whale sharks. We're like, Look at that, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a total shit I show. Fuck these sharks are ready to go home. Like I like those sharks, but I can't see shit. I'm tired. Anyway. Um, I want to go diving with the sharks. Should. That would be amazing. The whale sharks or any sharks. Yeah, in La Paz, you can do that. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. That's good, huh? I got a what if. Go for it. All right. What if through all this COVID-19 business, there is a mass shutdown and control on all of the media information sharing and they get rid of dun, 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 podcasting. <laughs> YouTube still exists. No, they get rid of all of it. No, me- no media. All that's gone. Oh, no, no media. media. All that's gone. Podcasting's gone. No too. media. No social is media. There, no is podcasting. Is the interweb still available? Are we dealing with mm, yeah, the emails? Yeah, but it's full control. Like it's fully controlled. You can just look up it's some pages. It's fully controlled. Yeah, you can't. There's no. So no, you it's basically can't, like, like we're living in no Saudi Arabia. Sharing. People, sharing people have to go to the Over the Hill Gang Saloon and see my comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do the whole in person thing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're gonna have to do in person stuff. In person storytelling. Yeah. Orders. The, again, you're back to the same thing that you were just talking about. Do you have about. fax machines? We're sitting here. I have no. a lot of questions. <laughs> fax machines isn't media. That That's true. Signals. They but are not but media. They're listening, beep, beep, but they're beep, also beep, listening beep. to everything that you're saying. Morse code. They are, they, they are listening. They are listening. They're listening on things. So then we all of a sudden come back to the whole thing of needing to be in person and have all of our connections and communication in person. But yeah, it's at the same time we're in the virus that we're afraid of being in person with each other. I don't know. Okay, so all media is shut down. Yes. Um, well, that probably, including social media. Yeah, that's gone. Well, that's going to be good for everyone because Instagram is what's destroying lives right now because I have not been able to get off my phone over the last few days. And that would probably, it's that a would probably inspire people to like learn how to play the piano and Ooh. write a book. Everyone wants to do all this stuff that takes focus, but no one has focus anymore. Yeah, they that's do. The, that's the issue with being quarantined. It's not that like... Adderall it's, prescriptions will go down. I yeah, bet you. You think? I think so. When people don't have to be so hyper focused all the time, and they can actually use the cre- hard. right? Yeah. We're a society driven by labor, but, and I'm not saying labor, physical labor. I'm talking about mental labor. Yeah. Well, how much is of media help is helping your life, and how much is it just indulgent? Mm-hmm. Because we structure media now the same way that we structure sports. I mean, you look at the the primary debates the other night. It's like it's the same. It's it's a, the same format as as uh, people talking about a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're just going back and forth, and it's very argumentative. It's not meant to deliver helpful, useful, ma- useful information. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that your your worlds of like no media, like 
you're gonna or the media you get is very controlled, very controlled. and skewed Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it already is. I mean, we already have, no, we know that, that that's there. But well, right but now everyone has a voice. It's just about who you want to listen to. Yeah, and there's now there's a lot of platforms available. Like you're saying, there's a lot of platforms. Like with podcasting, yeah, you can choose these different platforms. There you choose these different voices that you want to listen to. There's a lot of freedom of choice, and it's not that in the history that hasn't been the an op- like, that plenty of times when there wasn't that wasn't. Well, an option. look at controlled government systems. When you have China is controlled, they don't have Instagram in China. And they don't have a lot of social media. Saudi Arabia has no, no media that is well, in control. Saudi government. Arabia. Well, we have 976 downloads, and we don't know if those are people visiting or yeah. if they actually live there. That's so great. And since Shout we're not speaking Arabic, I doubt that they actually are listening. I bet it's travelers. I'm just saying, like it, those. I think those. Um, what you all are saying is is accurate. I just don't know how much media when it's controlled or when you take it away, it's a different situation. Controlling media is a whole nother thing, which is happening right now where everything is censored and controlled. Mm -hmm. So aside from podcasts, which pretty much I I've said this before, it's the last uncensored form of media because when you write a book, it's uncensored. However, you have a publisher that you have to provide the information to that either supports you. You could be self-published. You could be like chance the rapper and not have a label, but you still, you still have to have backing. I like how you just said Chance the Rapper and you did like a little rap thing. Chance the Rapper. You did like the arm, like the, yeah. like what a gangster would do when he says Chance exactly. the Rapper. My, I was it's one-to-one, podcasting, no publisher, self, <laughs> me, to you, one-to-one, speaking truth, through a microphone, straight into your ears, Chance the Rapper. He's doing a lot of his hands right now. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we'll have to do in-person uh, media, but it'll be like in a big dome, but you won't be able to stand very close to each other. So it'll be like very dispersed. Everyone will be on the edges and you'll have like a microphone talking to people like, well, the daily news, everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll have to like, I don't know. Just listen on their own. Newspapers will come back. Yeah. More, well, more, pre- they're still here. Yeah, but they're yeah, dying. That what if was too dark, Amy. Let's do, I, 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 like, I was uh, texting I earlier, kind of I was today. texting other, like, what if, like, the coronavirus, like, lower, lowers testosterone in men and, like, raises it in women and, that, and that's Do you want me to do it? I like that one. I like that one. You got one? I, I could do a what if. Yeah, I, I want you to do one. If I just want to comment on Kyle's real quick. Oh, I didn't. Okay, yes. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I lower testosterone raises. I know I wasn't. Estrogen? I was thinking about it. What if? So what what, what if a side effect of Corona was it lowers testosterone in men and raises it in women? Ooh. Oh, I didn't hear this. Oh, sorry. That was a bad hey. one to miss. I'm so sorry. That's a good one. Ooh, I'm Kyle. The, the patriarchy finally dies. <laughs> And raises yes, it in women. Well, Victory. Definitely more like pussy pics will be sent around instead yeah. of dick pics. Like you want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Down to fuck DTS. Guys will be like, I don't think that's very um, sensitive of you to be sending all this stuff around. Can we take some time to yeah. get to know each other? Yeah, all of a sudden on, on like Tinder and Bumble, it's like pussy pics instead of dick pics. And guys are like, no one wants to see your pussy pic, okay? I want to get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> and what happens when there, there's birth? It's like, yeah, shoot this baby out. Oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women Let's are, do it again. Women are like, send me a picture of your dick, and and guys are like, no, just like send me a picture of your navel or something. I want to no. like imagine it a little. I want to look at your eyes. Can you just send me? Yeah, just send me your smile. I want to see a, a full frontal of your face. That's it. I like that one. I'm into that. Maybe that will happen. Maybe I, that I should be where we end on that because my what if wasn't that good. I'm I'm, I'm digging. No, some let's, more. let's, let's more keep it going. Stuff. I want I want to keep the imagination going. 
I, well, I wasn't going to do a dark one. I was just thinking about what, because the what ifs these days are like the zombie apocalypse, right? And you have to, you have to, it is at least my, where my, where, where I'm going. So what if you have no access to obviously things that make you prettier or smell? Oh, you were talking about this yes. earlier today. So the things Botox? that people like the Botox, the injections also though, haircuts and deodorant and the things that hygienically make you smell better. So I'm talking shampoos, perfumes, the things that alter your, the things that make you attractive Whoa, to I other like people this. This is good. Yes, in the world. So used to things that change, alter them. Yes. And like, so and do, you can't get your hair done ooh, anymore. You good. can't it's alter not, yourself This is anymore. what I'm saying. And okay. So your, so your razor will work for your legs and your, until it doesn't, you can't buy those things anymore. You can't get shampoo and conditioner. You have to figure out how to make yourself. So braces, non-existent. If you have a kid with fucked up teeth, not going to get them. You're <laughs> yeah. fucked. Your Sorry. kid's fucked. So what about that? Like Botox and injections. And, I think that's a big and one. And beauty standards become more closely aligned with survival. Yeah. So like, ooh, hairy, hairy or, legs. She's going to be able to survive the winter. Yeah, or or you actually aren't. Do have to meet on your bones like a curvier woman. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's going to also survive she's the winter. Like, that winter. bitch is going to yeah. die real quick yeah. in wanna, the elements. Yeah. <laughs> I want a thick woman with hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs> chop wood. She's a keeper. I'm into and, it. And you know, the bigger the beard, the better the man because, dude, don't have a razor. Oh, you have no hair in your face? All, Damn. All I of a sudden, instead of doing like duck face from above, you do like puffy face from below yeah. to make yourself look <laughs> bigger. I don't know. I like it's it. interesting to think about. But so, okay, especially when you're like talking this. about people that are so used. So you're talking about the, the same generation done. that's still used to this. Yes. And all of a sudden it's taken away. And I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are shaking in their boots because they're like, oh, fuck. You know, to think about how, used, how used to this you are. Your association with that identity. Well, I think about some of my friends that get their eyelashes done. They get Botox on a regular. They have some lip injections. Those things do dissipate. And what about celebrities that do get the best facial? the best treatments yeah. i'm talking all of a sudden you see the real them and you you're see like, the real oh. them and that may not look as good as you thought there's I, I don't know i just thought about this because of uh someone that couldn't she's like i will die without my lash extensions i was like you'll be fine you will not <laughs> die without your last ex- your lash extensions they're just they're get some fucking mascara and then i was like but what if mascara doesn't exist and then i went down that rabbit hole so that's all i was putting out there no, i like this i like this so what happens if you don't get a, if you like are getting Botox and then you stop getting Botox? Is there like a, a, a rebounding effect where you start looking super old? No, it just you, eventually. Well, if yes, used it just to you if everyone's you, you'll just get the wrinkles and the paralysis stops and you just your fine lines and wrinkles just start to show up. What is Botox? It's it's obviously it's it paralyzes it paralyzes the muscles so yeah. they can do it in different areas to either lift or get rid of the fine lines and the wrinkles that usually happen. That's why people stop being able to move their foreheads typically. And then obviously you can do it. But then there's facial, the, the fat that gets put or the fillers that get put in the cheeks to make what, I mean, look, if you look at folks, celebrities, and you can see how lifted their cheekbones are, you can actually see. And then lip injections also, you get them on a regular. And then I'm not, that doesn't even, that's just the face, right? Then you have other people that get breast augmentation and there's right reasons to do that and not. But then you have the things that like plastic surgery is no longer available. You have to go off your instincts, real biological attraction to people. 
what happens? You you finally get to see everyone for who they really are aesthetically. Yeah. Like in their actual Look, appearance. I mean, I'm I don't really grow facial hair, but I'm assuming that some people do, even if, if they don't have the hormones to balance them, right? Whoa. Think about all of this. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. You guys I'm sure know about the dirty t shirt test. So no. uh I'm so surprised. You guys will love this. So uh Women can tell who they're biologically compatible with by smelling men's dirty T-shirts, oh, and if, if and if, if they the scent. if they're attracted to the scent, they're going to be more biologically compatible with it. They lose that ability though when they take birth control. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh yes, We've we do know about this. Podcast. We've had we didn't yes. call it the dirty T-shirt. No, test, but, but now I know. Podcast, yeah. Yes. Okay, so well, that'll be cool because. Uh, yeah, you'll we're getting get rid of birth control too. What's up? Are you getting rid of birth control too? Is what you're saying? We're gonna I, no, things. I don't think we need to go there, but I, but just aesthet- <laughs> aesthetically, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're going to have all the all the women that are camping hot are going to rule the world. Camping hot, I like this. Well, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, most of the people that live in Santa Cruz, there's a lot of natural folks. There are a lot of camp. There's a lot of camping hotters. Yes. Here. there's some babes. Yeah. And then yeah. when you go to where I'm sorry, where there's more money, there's a lot more of the aesthetically. Uh, pleasing options for people they Mm -hmm. can get more plastic surgery they can get more fillers they can get more botox oh dude i spend half my time down in la and i'll go through malibu sometimes it's like walking around with aliens when you go into a coffee shop it's such a weird aesthetic it's a bunch of 50 year old women and they all look the same yeah they all look it's like platinum blonde crazy alien faces like they're smiling but you can't really tell if they're smiling yeah it's weird yeah yeah, okay. They're looking for the next D. Looking for that next D. You could have been that next D, dude. Oh, well, and then over You're time. You're like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I got my coffee. Nah. I got my over flat time, white. I'm down with girls the, that use like, like seaweed as deodorant. Yeah. That's, it's going to be like all natural products, but like all That's what natural. I'm saying. Like, like dirt and kelp and fungus. Yeah. That's like, what are you going to do with that? I switched to natural deodorant, and I have to tell you, I felt like it made me smell worse. So then when I have no deodorant, I'm like, I actually like this better than natural deodorant because I, I don't sweat that much unless I'm working out really heavily. Like, what better but, than natural deodorant? Then just no deodorant. Oh, no deodorant. I'm like, yeah. okay, I do, at least don't smell. If you can shave your armpits. Now, I don't know how it would smell if I had big, hairy, bushy armpits. Ooh, let's bring those back. Damn. That's definitely coming back in. I've in, seen. In, I've totally seen. Well, no, no, I, not now. I don't want to encourage that kind of thing. This, but in, in this future <laughs> dystopia, obviously, Kyle has a preference. Can I still shave my bush though? I really yeah. like a clean my bush. I just like a landing strip. You have to make. A, you have to sharpen a rock to shave your. What, bush. What if like hairy armpits become super popular? So you like shave your bush and use that hair for armpit hair. <laughs> merkin like, for your pit. Yeah. A pit merkin. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like getting fat off of your your elbows and like putting it into. But you're trying Trying to put hair as many places or as not possible. elbows. Yeah. Like don't, don't. I don't grow pe- enough hair for that. Yeah. Yeah, you can have some of mine I'm if you want. I know. I grow like no hair anywhere in my body. So I, I love my pubic hair. I'm like, no, I'm keeping this shit. I like it. Yeah, I have plenty of hair for you if you want. My you armpits grow like very sparsely, but I don't. I've never grown them out longer than like six months. I mean, what you're talking about right now is also would change the standard for beauty too, because the standard for beauty is something that has been completely shaped by mass media and access to all these different ways that people right. can alter themselves. And all of a sudden, the standard of beauty is completely different. So all your like super like whatever, be a doughy eyed, big, big lips, lips, big boobs, all these things Small that nose, most people lips, aren't. Look at a Kim Kardashian yeah. look that people have to pay for. Like no one is born. That I know. Way. I want to see, and I'm not, and I'm I'm saying this with. Okay, I'm just going to say it without trying to be a dick. I want to see what Kardashian's kid looks like without any alterations. Kardashian kid? Yes. She can get not not one or any of them. They can't get one bit of 
plastic surgery or injections or help? What will the yeah. kid look like? Yeah. No, it's I, I, my, my vision of this, uh, this future world where there's no media and we have to go off of attraction that, that is representative of survival in this new world. I think it's like them crazy Viking bitches are going to be super <laughs> hot. Like 6'3", like, yeah. like Viking. Can you chop big, this log? Yeah, big thighs. Can high kick and run for 20 miles straight without stopping. I like that. I dream about Women with my... strong senses of smell. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to find edible plants. <laughs> can track wild they boar. They know how to forage. <laughs> they go, I know where the mushrooms are. I can forage like the vegetable. And now that the corona has raised testosterone women and uh, testosterone in females, they'll be the only ones that can go out. I have a gift for finding silver Take on the storm. In nature. Ooh. Men will be home weaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Dude, this is interesting. I like this world. I like, I mean, these are all interesting worlds. We're getting rid of social media and yeah, any sort of mass media. We're getting rid of any of the you know, current beauty standards and things that are altering people as they are in their natural selves. And we're also creating a non-monogamous communal utopia. Uh, Chris Ryan, are you <laughs> <Yeah>. listening? <laughs> He's like, yep, into all of it. Yep, yep, yep. I have a question. I want to fact check myself. Myself. Is the Second Amendment the right to bear arms? Yes. Okay, good. Because I was like, I said the Second Amendment. I was like, I can't remember if this is the second one. Are you pleading the fifth? No, I knew that one was the fifth one. <laughs> I was like, wait, I wanted to fact check myself. Gun sales have, co- have gone up significantly. I bet. I'm, I'm actually you, thinking about going about guns. I've done, I just did a podcast called uh, In Defense of the NRA, mm. and it's all about guns. And Yeah, I mean, so we have as many guns in the United States as we do people, right? So yeah. that is going to play a significant role in this future uh, future world if we, or, or will it? I mean, maybe. I actually was I, I thinking wonder, about getting a gun, Kyle. I can't right. lie. So this, I can't this lie. Is, this, so this is what's happening with yes. this, right? Like you're, you have, I told Amy, you have Amy's people, like, I'm going to get a gun. You have, people like, on yeah, the dude, far, you have people on the far right who are like, yeah, give me that $1,000 a month now. Like, I want this. Wait, we need this. And they're like, wait, we need health care. This our healthcare system is totally insufficient. People on the left are like, "That's what we've been saying," and then you have like hippies like you who are like, "What is the best home yeah. defense? <laughs> is it a shotgun or a rifle? It's a shotgun, by the way." I, my knife skills aren't that quick. Each other. Yeah. We're, we're all like understanding. I'm like, I need a Kalashnikov from in 1987. I want it to be vintage and yeah. cute. All of a sudden, <laughs> like the, the argument that you've been making forever that like you know you're more likely to harm yourself if you have a gun than if you don't. Really? Love, people like. <laughs> Bullshit. Give me the shotgun. <laughs> I know, I, right now, but, yeah. But I think it. this, so this is what we assume this future dystopia is going to be atomized and isolated and we're, we're going to be hoarding, which, you know, we see with stories of like hoarding toilet paper and stuff. But I think that our, um, the way that we've survived, survived throughout history is through community, is through sharing. Because if you were isolated, you would get you're you're gone you know you can't survive on your own so psychologically we're adapted to help each other out we're not adapted to just like hold the shotgun and make a fort with our toilet paper i loved what you said a little bit earlier in the show or in this actual conversation about creating importance the importance people are hopefully and i i really do 
resonate with that and the fact that I hope that people, the suicide rates will go down and that people will have more importance because you're right, self-worth and, and finding your place in the communal society is so difficult when all of it's done on a screen and you start to value your own life with what you see other people doing and you realize that what I'm doing might not be or look as important and now it's time that you can show up and you can do these things that maybe you've been putting off or that you've really wanted to do, whether it's volunteering or even just donating your, your time or effort to helping people be better, like come with love and the fear maybe put on the back burner and come on, leave with love. So in the sixties, uh, there were a lot of people who were taking LSD and there were a lot of people who were taking way too much LSD. They had no idea what was happening and they were, and there were getting these hordes of people admitted into hospitals who were having these psychotic breaks. Um, turned out one of the most helpful things that doctors were able to do to calm people down when they were having these psych- these uh, psychotic episodes was going to them and say, look, I know that you're having a really hard time, but there's someone in the other room that is having a really hard time right now. So if you can just keep it together for a second, that would be really helpful. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden it would snap people out of their break because they would realize that we're there was about so- someone else. Even if yeah. it was if it was fake, they that's would just huge. make up these stories, but right? But huge. but you realize psychologically that there's someone else in a worse situation and you're needed. You step the fuck up. And that's the most humbling thing. And people that are well-traveled and that are fortunate enough to be well-traveled, especially to third world countries or countries that are in developing poverty stricken. And Kyle, you have traveled all over the world extensively. And I feel fortunate enough to have traveled as well and, and not in, in, in a, and Amy too, we've all traveled to a lot of very, uh, they haven't up and came anywhere. These countries, they have been poverty stricken and, and, needing water, something simple and you, you humbles you. And it does make you more just aware of how fortunate we all are in Western society and first world countries. And that is the perfect example of what could happen in the demise of this. That was my biggest fear. Amy and I were just wrapping out before you got here about some of the fear that has come up with this. And that was one of mine is the folks that are, they don't have options. They don't have food. They don't have the access to the things that maybe we will have. And those are the folks that I, I want to try and help in whatever way I can. If that means giving them food, if I have two cans of food and I can give you one, I want to, and I will not only. And I think we can invite all of you if you are fortunate enough to be able to provide the hoarding factor. Let's contribute to each other. And it, it doesn't have to be some disoriented society where we're just feeding into the media and we're mass hysteria. Let's just know that we can we can contribute and love each other and and help each other succeed and survive in these really fucked up times. The question is, do you oh. hook up with people right now? Are you hooking up with people? Uh, are, are you asking us? Yeah. No, 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 not, not, not like Other personally, people? but like, I mean, there's been a lot of like social like, distancing. You don't? A hundred percent. I am. I went and hugged I hug people. I asked them first. Yeah. Hey, are you cool? But do you stick your tongue in their mouth? No. No, only BJs. If they want. We, BJs, all, we all turn yeah. into yeah. prostitutes. It's only safe That's for Palacio. We say like, hey, will you put this plastic bag over your head while I suck your <laughs> cock, please? I'm going to suck your cock only if you wear this plastic bag. Kids do these masks right here. Yeah, yeah. You're using a dental dam on a final topic to oh, what to, you got for us let's let's land on a solid note okay um what everyone's thought about mortality through this the the flash of your own life what if this thing kills everyone um and you think about these experiences in your life 
um, and what's mattered. What have been the experiences in your life that have mattered most to you? That, like, if you died tomorrow, you'd be like, yeah, that was fucking rad. I'm happy that I took the time and the energy to do that. Like the, you know, the podcast for me is huge. Podcast, sorry, podcast. Uh, being a part of the sex toy industry, actually meeting Amy because Ooh. I felt like, well, it's, it's true. You have been mm. such a, an important human to encounter in my life. We met randomly working as Gilbert servers. And, and then there's <laughs> lots of pivotal, beautiful times and experiences in my life. And I'd say the, the ones that feel that are most valued have been created out of our relationship. And, uh, my partner always says, he's like, I'm your partner, but Amy's your life partner. I'm like, pretty much (laughs) like we don't bang it out, but she's like my human. She's one of my, she's my tribe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I love you. you. (laughs) This is (laughs) five stars. Jesus. Some of that is like, oh, women being too emotional know, right now. Right? These too bitches. Much I, yeah, so that's I. I will. I'll, I will exit with that because I feel like I it's with that. love, and I do. I mean it. I and I will piggyback on that and say, like, mine won't be like specific things. Like it's it's living purpose. You know, living finding whatever my purpose is, and my purpose end up being also aligned with you, which has been wonderful for us to create this, and just and and also the the purpose has expanded to. Um, you know, helping to inspire people globally to um, live out the just to, uh, you know undo a lot of the shame and trauma that they have about their their sexual selves, and that is like I think just having that. I know a lot of people fe- live an entire life not feeling like they figured out their purpose in this world, or maybe they did, and then they realized that their purpose was actually told to them that they, what they should be, and it really wasn't true to them. And so I'm so grateful for that. Um, so I think that's one piece. And then, you know, living this life that's experienced a lot of beauty, deep love with, you know, with friendships, with, with lovers and partners. Um, and also a lot of magic. Like I've experienced a lot of really incredible, magical beauty in this world. What shit that's blown my mind. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. Like, like those moments where you're like, Are you fucking kidding me. I get to do this. Like I get to live this kind of life right now. And I just like, I've had so many of those experiences. And, and so I just, I feel so, I feel so like rich in, in terms of my experience in this world already. I want to hear what Kyle has to say. And I don't know, have you ever had plant medicine, Kyle? I think yeah, I've, he is. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. What can you record a podcast arrhythmia? What? Did you record a podcast arrhythmia? One thing I thought about with this apocalypse is that all the people that drink plant medicine are going to be the survivors of this whole craziness because it cl- connects you closer to source. <laughs> and then with the purpose, and that's what also came up for me when you were talking about final, it. Magic final one yeah. the vaccine is you have to eat mushrooms yeah. every day. Ooh. And the whole world just gets high on mushrooms permanently. And it's like Terrence McKenna's stoned ape theory where He's all like, of a sudden we start consuming mass yes. amounts of psychedelics on a daily basis and life turns into one huge trip and it expands our frontal neocortex and we zoom off into the galaxy like neo from the matrix i'm on board i'm totally there <laughs> you're such a like wonderfully brilliant nerdy podcasting surfer guy i just like, absolutely love it you're the best i'm not an onion i know you're i you're I'm you're not awesome. parfait. you're fun I'm like like from shrek you know and what the donkey is like I'm lacking onion. He's like, because you make people cry? He's like, no, <laughs> ogres, I like onions. Like, because if you leave them out in the sun for long enough, you start sprouting all that weird green stuff. Like, no. 
how about like a parfait? Everybody loves like no, not a parfait. I like an onion. Oh my god! Okay, what's your answer to this question? Onion. Parfait. Wow. Damn good parfait. Pudding. Damn good. Parfait. Was it the gangbang? That's what your answer is. The gangbang. Let's bring it back to the gangbang. By the way, no, I wanted a f- full circle. It was called S Town. That was the podcast that I was thinking of, of at the very beginning. It was a really great story of down in the south. Oh yeah, uh, that oh, it was yeah. S Town. That okay. You're talking about that. okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I've got a bunch. Um. And a lot of them have to do with, uh, man, it's good. Uh, you know, a lot of them are type two fun. A lot of them are things that were difficult in the moment. Um, going on, you know, surfing scary waves or taking psychedelics or doing comedy. That's been a big one for me. Uh, I do a lot of, you know, I'm a shitty open mics, but do it. I mean, before this, I was doing it like four nights a week for a while and, that's it sucks a lot of times like you go up there you try and tell some jokes and it's not funny and you like go home feeling like you want to throw up a lot Mm -hmm. of times but sometimes there are these little moments of magic and then you're high Um, off of it doing the podcast uh has been very special experience for me and, and gaining this community of people that listen and have similar interests um but you know uh one thing that has been a theme throughout all these experiences where if I died tomorrow, like these would all be moments. Um, Many of them were experiences that I almost didn't do. Mm. Like it, and none of them at the time seemed reverential or perfect or like I knocked it out of the park. Most of them like the motherfucker awards, for example, we did this show for two years. That was so hard. And the amount of stress and sleepless nights and just work that it was. But if I died tomorrow, I would look back on that. And and I think, yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. But there were experiences that in the moment, most of the time, my, my, my self-talk was like, I'm not good enough. This isn't going to work. This is hard. This person's mad at me. Why am I even doing this? Like they're not, it's so rare that our experiences in life are the pictures, perfect scenario that we look back at them as. And that's what I'm, you know, we were talking about like fucking in Auschwitz. Like Mm -hmm. that's not this reverential experience, but you're going to fuck in Auschwitz because tomorrow you might die. And, Mm -hmm. and that then I, I would bet that someone who, who you know died in Auschwitz was really happy they fucked the day before, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, even if all the stars didn't line up and weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's important because it's a lot of it's it's not about waiting for all the stars to align. It's just about like bearing down and making it fucking happen. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, damn, that's a nice way to close it yeah. out. Yeah. Wow. God. So if you got that this time. Is Tyler, this is Kyle Tierman to go signing off from yeah. the COVID-19 land. <laughs> m- the quarantine. Infestations, We're quarantined. The quarantine of Santa Cruz County. Uh, so where can people uh, send, oh, send you guys dick pics? Oh, uh, it's at April Lampert. Five, five, nine, one, two, five, five, nine, two. Our podcast is called Shameless Sex. It's on all of the apps. Just look up Shameless Sex. You can go to our website at shamelesssex.com and find out all of our informations. We are also on Instagram, the Shameless Sex Podcast on Instagram. I don't think it has that, is it? Shameless Sex Podcast oh, on Instagram. There you go. And yeah, come find us. Come listen. What about you? Where can our people find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Kyle Tierman, uh, and you guys can just 
look me up wherever, I guess. And Kyle.surf is my website. That's the best place. Dot and I surf. do uh, articles there. I have a weekly blog where I write meandering thoughts that uh, you can, will hopefully make you chuckle. That's all I trying to do no useful information just You're like just a quick amazing chuckler. though Kyle. I, this is my first time i've recorded with you i'm so glad you came yeah you joined. amy perfect. reached out and was saying that she was going to record with you and i was like oh i mean yeah i was like you want to come you're like oh i don't know if you, if i like want me to i got things yeah. happening but i love kyle i know so, i am amazing i'm humble too it's really cool yeah you're amazing, you're amazing really and wild. humble and and even if you can't get anything wild. shaved or put on any perfume you'll still be handsome yeah that's it's just so great that, well i'll be um, biologically in it yeah Maybe you'll finally stop doing that Botox and shit. Yeah, no your lip injections. I just hope I don't have to get uh, relegated to the Channel Islands because I'm such a big dick. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Peace uh, out, everyone. Stay safe. All right, ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.